This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. I'm going with Samurai Sword because, you know, the bigger the better. Oh, so that's oh, great. Oh, because oh, I oh, oh, oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing and Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hello, Pickle. <laughs> and I'm your host, Rob. Uh, you were saving that, weren't you, Greg? You sure were, was. You had he no, was ready. Yeah, you had, had no subtleness. stored up for three days. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was pretty good. And like I said, you're the guy with all the voices, dude. You got that yep. stuff down. So good, <laughs> man. So good. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, how you guys doing tonight? Is everybody doing good? Great. Excellent. Doing good, doing good. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, we were just joking, you know, before we started recording here that uh, we got some sponsors finally. We got some sponsors for the show, yeah. you know, Ray's Energy uh, Drink. Greg wants to emphasize the Z pretty hard and make a bumblebee noise, but we vetoed him. Uh, Laura did a little record scratch. Uh, Laura, do you want to try it again? No. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, got, I got the audio clip, though. I'll play it in. Don't worry about it. What's a Ray's? So... But uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll have a sponsor throughout the pod. I'll I'll put it in somewhere. It sounded dirtier than I thought, but I'll put it in. <laughs> I'll put it in somewhere in the show organically and fun, and it'll be cool to do. I bet you will. That also sounded dirty. Yeah. Well, we're on brand. We're on brand. You know. Um. Yeah. So this week we're doing uh 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Uh. So what are you guys wearing tonight? What's your backgrounds? What do you got going on, Greg? I'm dressed as Shaun. I'm. This is the scene where he and Ed are at home drinking and dancing he just got over his breakup they're chilling and vibing out to lecture music four in the morning i got my white short sleeve button up here red tie black cap oh and my name badge you guys see that nice yeah greg. your name mm-hmm. badge says greg yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is no greg in this movie but you mm-hmm. know i tried to play it to me so actually i'm not shot i'm greg yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought you were just one of the kids at the store that were like 17 years old, all chewing gum. Yes. But uh Oh yeah, one of the the delinquent coworkers. Yeah, but I was happy you weren't gonna chew gum on the whole pod because that would have killed me in editing. <laughs> I would have had a meltdown. Um but nice, good job, Greg. Uh Laura, what are you wearing? What's your background? What do you got going on? I finally went into my husband's closet <laughs> wow. and took his clothes. I know. This wow. is a first. Just I know like I think me. You- you both have already done that, right? Greg, haven't you worn something of your wife? Yeah, I had a coat, one of those trench coats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought Greg was going to reveal something different and be like, yeah, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you guys didn't know, but on the fourth episode, it was a secret. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't even apply to the episode. Yeah, I, I didn't know. The fun of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Laura. Sorry. What were you saying, Laura? Sorry. Uh, anyway, I am Sean. I'm wearing a men's white collared button down shirt with a kind of burgundy red tie. And I've got my little name badge. And what I did here is I have a uh, red bandana around my head and I've got a dart hanging out of my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it looks super cool. It looks super cool. Yeah, I like it. Like, And what about your background? You talk about your background? Oh, no, I did not. I didn't talk I about chose, mine either, yeah. Yeah, yours is awesome, too. You you definitely got a 
bring that up. But the one that I chose is uh, Sean and Liz and Barbara, his mom. And, uh, oh, you don't know? Is that not right? I don't know any of their names. So oh, that's, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right, though. Barbara. Mm -hmm. yeah. Barbara. Okay. And Ed. And <laughs> it's a super funny scene. <laughs> they don't roll their R's. Barbara. <laughs> Okay, just so anyone's listening, we're not we're not British. So if we attempt the British accent, you will have to forgive us. That was terrible. Anyway, uh, it's the scene where they're kind of going through their plans of how they're gonna safely grab their loved ones and get to the bar for safety, and they're kind of thinking about it. And in these images, they're all just smiling and drinking pints and choosing. And I just thought that was super funny. So that is my background. Nice, nice. So what about you, Greg? You want to do yours now? I love the juxtaposition of Laura and my my background put together. Mine's also the Winchester, but under completely different, averse circumstances. <laughs> Mine's toward the end of the movie when the zombies have all uh, crowded in and they've got them trapped in a little corner and things are on fire. You've got, you know, bloodthirsty zombies everywhere. Um, oh, yeah. And here are heroes hiding on the ground. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm just one of my one of my actual idols. I actually really like this guy, Nick Frost. Um, I like almost everything he does. You know, I'm a heavy set guy. He's a heavy set guy. We kind of are very similar to each other. So I'm just wearing kind of a, a black T-shirt. It's actually a zombie shirt I got. Um, but then I put uh, his symbol of his T-shirt. I got wood. And then on the other side of my shirt, I have a little tag of the little what do you call them, Greg? They're, they're not bad. What are they called? Mallets. Oh, mallets. Like, like a crooked bat. Oh. Yeah, crooked bat. Yeah, yeah, so I got I got two of those on my shirt too. So and then my back. I thought it was a crucifix. <laughs> it was a, oh, like... No, it's not a crucifix, Laura. <laughs> I mean, these are they're not possessed. They're zombies. So I don't think a crucifix yeah. would help you. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could stab them in the head. I guess you could do that with a crucifix. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then my background is just a picture of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg looking dumbfounded when they saw a zombie coming at them. So. Yeah, I think in my pick, I did the same faces as Nick Frost yeah. and trying to be the best as him. So, yeah. yeah, if you guys want to check out these picks, you got to see us on Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Bot on both. You could see uh, how cool we look. I think Laura, Laura's probably might have been, I think, one of the, the most, best, especially, especially for the last minute change she did was pretty cool. Yes, very last minute. I'm sad that you didn't use an actual dart. That would have been more cutting edge. But, you know, what you did was acceptable. Yeah. More cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So let's get to what we're drinking tonight. I mean, drinks are definitely heavily involved in in this uh this movie, you know, pints and beers and a bunch of cool stuff. Let's see what we're drinking tonight. What's in the cups? Okay, Laura, so what are we drinking tonight? We're having a proper pint. And I'm gonna open my beer right now. Mm. Nice, nice. Mm, look at that head. <laughs> Dang it. Now there's another end sound bite. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so glad I did not respond to that right away. Like that my <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the audio bank for another pod, maybe. <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay. I, I wanna know. So what is your guys' beer of choice? If you were at a pub and something was on tap, what would you get a pint of? Mm. Like, oh, like what we get is in general or what did we get for this actual like movie? Because to me, it's two different things. Oh, both. So, okay. So, so for this actual movie, I definitely know this is England, you know, so I got a dark lager, you know, a dark mm. lager pints that I have. Uh, I mean, I do like those, but I think more of the ones I like are like chocolate based or oatmeal stouts or milk stouts. I think those are always good. 
But I think if I'm just going with like a general, my favorite one would probably be an 805. Hmm. An 805, I really like. It's uh, Do you know where that one's based at, Laura? Is that one based in? Central Coast. Yeah. Um, that's one's like a really good straight like beer lager. I really like that one a lot. What about you, Greg? If I were to go to a pub like this, you have to drink a dark lager, like a Guinness uh, extra or something. I couldn't find it beneath the store, so I ended up with an arrogant bastard. Ale. Oh, nice. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Nice. I like it. Nice. Do you have any of these beer companies want to add to our sponsorship? You can hit us up, conjecturingpod at gmail. <laughs> we'll definitely we'll definitely be drinking those on the pod. That'd be freaking cool. That you know? would be legit. Yeah, yeah, we'll get trashed. Uh, <laughs> what else is new? Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, updates go, we already kind of talked a little bit about that we have a sponsorship now, Raise Energy Drinks. We'll be putting that in later in the episode, you know. Um, do you guys have any follow-up from previous shows? Uh, Laura, did you want to revise any of your grandma gaming list? Did you <laughs> do anything different? Do you play any yes, new games? Or I remembered something. Mm-hmm. We used to have a Wii, and I had the DDR dance mat. I had the Wii Fit, all that shit. Uh, we had rock band. I used to kill it on the drums. I mean, you guys, I did. We, my husband and I, this is way back in college. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you fucking say. Back in college, we would like. You did some heavy we back then. (laughs) Well, yeah. We all did. Uh, You left off the D. (laughs) We would be playing like we tennis at like three in the morning, just in my, Mm -hmm. this was back when we were just dating and it was my husband's like nasty like apartment he had near campus oh those were the good old days do i sound old again (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah all that credit you built up you just you threw it away (laughs) like do do you how much how much what do you think the percentage greg is of the listeners even remember what a we is it's so outdated right that's so sad because it was really fun because now it's what nintendo switch is like that's like the new one right Yeah, that's the new one yeah it's a i mean we the Wii is one generation back, but it was Wii really cool, really. Cool. I, I love <laughs> oh that one. God. Horrible. I'm glad I'm not. Le- I'm not glad I'm not le- leaving you in charge of, of sponsors and ads because that was horrible. God. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, good job, Laura. I think you maybe went up one one tiny notch. Oh, yeah, you yeah. went up one. You got one little power up, you know, but you lost five lives. But it's okay. Oh. You know, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah. I'm a um, cat, so I have a few more. Yeah, you're okay. You're good there. Yeah. Um, do you guys got anything from Cloverfield? Greg, did you watch that end, you know, little Easter egg with the alien falling in the ocean a hundred more times on your phone? <laughs> I watched it a total of zero more times after, but I feel like while we were recording the, the pod, I watched it enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 20 times. I did send you guys that link. Did you watch it? What link? The link that showed that in the new Cloverfield oh, Paradox yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if you play them side by side, the you know, you start the movies at the same time the event at which the Cloverfield creature reaches Earth, it happens at the same time, literally in both movies, because they're linked. So mm-hmm. I thought that was oh. really cool uh, wow. thing for them to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I did I did see it. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that, that movie. I mean, like I said, JJ is just a genius. So, yeah. you know, what else are you going to do? But that's cool. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of the intro of the movie we're doing this week. It's Shaun of the Dead. This is my movie pick. Um, I chose it just because after the year we've had in 2020, I wanted something light mm-hmm. and fun to kind of start us off, you know, a little bit with the year here in January. Um, it has horror elements to it. There's zombies, 
but it's definitely not like a creepy movie. It's fun. It's ridiculous. It's humor. It, it, it's, I enjoyed watching it. It was a fun movie. So that's the only reason I really picked it was to give us a little bit of a break, to be honest with you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But before we get more into the movie, Dobbin, let's do our horror segment of the week right now. So let me get the drop going here. Oh, man. I, I don't know why. I really thought there was going to be a game tonight. You thought I had a game? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I feel like the tone of this movie lends itself to like a fun game. Yeah, like I, I thought it would be mm-hmm. something game-ish. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, no. Yeah, have we told it to let you down, Rob, because our <laughs> expectations were up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I let you guys down because you guys were expecting a game, and I'm just like, no, I got a generic question. Sorry. You know, um, yeah, but uh, but it's a fun question though, so we'll see. We'll see. You guys are gonna have fun with it. I, I came. This came to me last minute, probably when I was sitting on the the, the John. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that a British term? Do they call it a John? What do they call it over there, Greg? What do they call it. Why are you asking, Greg? The Lou. The, the there we go. The yeah. Lou. Well, he has the best one of us that can do an accent. So I went to him first. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Lou. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so the question I have, Laura's shaking her head right now. <laughs> uh, okay. So the question I have, um, like I said, the movie we're doing is Shaun of the Dead, of course. And one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the one where they're beating the zombie with pull sticks to the Queen song, Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, but man, I, I so love good. the scene. It's so cool. It's so funny having that music in the background. So I was going to ask you guys, if you had to fight your way through a horde of zombies or one zombie, what song, what band oh. are you picking to be in your background music? Like, what's oh going to get you hyped God. enough to, like, beat the crap out of a zombie? You know, like, what song would play? What song would you pick to kind of do that, you know? Man, I just had, like, eight things pop in my head. I don't know how I'm going to decide. Mm-hmm. There's so many good songs out there that just that pump you up to be in fighting mood. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> I got mine. You got yours? Okay. Yeah, so my... My song is going to be it's going to be Michael Jackson's Thriller. I mean, it's the quintessential zombie song. The, the song is about zombies. Uh, I feel like if I played it, there's a slight chance that some of the zombies might really get into it, start doing a dance number and just dance oh themselves away <laughs> out of the pub and just keep me safe to where I don't have to do any fighting. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's the only song that comes to mind zombie related. I like that one. I like that one. What about what about you, Laura? What are you thinking? So this is this is hard because at first I immediately want to go towards something a little bit more modern, something more on like rap, hip hop genre, maybe something like Tech Nine, you know, just something that's like that I listen to when I am ready to get fucking jacked, you know? <laughs> get jacked. <laughs> but I also feel like okay, so that that uh, song came out in what the early eighties, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many good 80s songs. I kind of want to stick with, yeah, like the 80s. And Hmm. and there's just so many. I mean, do I go Good Vibrations, like Marky Mark? Do I go Salt and Peppa Push It? Uh, (laughs) I kind of think I want to do ACDC because I think they might be my favorite 80s band. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then I'm going to go with Highway to Hell. Oh, oh, nice. It's a good pick. I like that pick. Thank Mm. you for coming on this journey with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't pick like Limbiscuit, um, that the one where he's talking about ripping things up with a chainsaw. Yeah. Break stuff. Ass raw. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. Uh, I still like your pick though. Highway to Hell is good. 
Yeah. Man, it's I just like, because I feel like I'm in this movie and I need to stick mm. with like a, yeah. Dang. I think, uh, man, I think for me, it is a tough one, you know, because I was like going through a lot of the music I have and stuff. And I just, I like such a big wide base of different songs and genres and eras. And, but like one of them stood out was like, oh my God, like this would be pretty cool. Would be, would be Korn's Freak on a Leash. Ooh, you know, shit. I think Korn's Freak on a Leash would be Get Me Hyped. You know, I'd be able to, you know, do some cool punches and kicks and whatever weapon I have in my hand to some good beats, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And then you got zombies or freaks. They need to be on a leash, you know, so I'd pick that one, you know. <laughs> so what are you going to do? You gonna, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Look, look. All, you all need to be on a leash. Okay. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like Michonne when she showed up in The Walking Dead and she had those zombies on chains, you know. Damn. So that, you yeah. Know? <laughs> That'll be me. I, I'll borrow Greg's baby samurai sword, but I'll have my two zombies on a leash. But, uh. Yeah. So I think good good picks, you guys. Good picks, you know. Yeah, if anybody yeah. wants to yeah, if anybody wants to email us in, let us know what song, you know, artist they would pick to fight your way through some zombies. Uh you can hit us up uh conjecturing pod at GMO or Twitter or Instagram at conjecturing pod. So uh good job. Good are you guys are you guys still sad you didn't get a game? Or was that a good enough no, question? That was a great No, question. I, I like it. I I've already come up with like three different alternative songs. Yeah. There's to. just too many good good options. Okay, you can email them to conjecturing pod at gmail. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can email them to us. We'll read them next week. I just I like Laura's rationale of letting it be like a movie. And if that's the case, I already have two other ones. Laura liked that joke. <laughs> you lost it while you were It's rare that you like crack while you're talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, it was really funny. funny. That was good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Um yeah, so let's let's get into the movie now. Let's dive in. Let's uh let's head to the pub. Let's head to the pub and get to the movie this week. So we got uh, like I said Shaun of the Dead, 2004 film. We got director Edgar Wright. Uh of course this movie, Hot Fuzz, you know, uh what is it? Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. One of my it might be I was thinking about this the other day because I thought you left it off the docket. Scott Pilgrim, it might be like a top five favorite movie all time for me. Like it's, you know, we're not reviewing Scott Pilgrim here, but you know, like it, it's just like, it's something I, I recently rewatched because I remember loving it when it came out and rewatching it. It was only like a year or two ago. I was like, dang, this movie rocks, you know? But yeah. uh, so I, I really like Edgar Wright. I really love his directing style. He has such an interesting style where he's intercutting like mind people, what people are thinking and interactions that aren't actually in the movie. And he has a, he's a very different style. I really like it a lot. Oh, yeah. um, budget of this movie, $6.1 million box office, 30 million. So it made a good amount of money. I mean, this definitely had a huge following later on after its release on, you know, on, on probably GCDs back then DVDs, you know, um, and it became this huge thing now. Um, but uh, interesting facts, Laura, do you want interesting facts? Yeah. So Sean and Ed's friendship is based on Simon Pegg's and Nick Frost's real friendship, especially from when they shared a flat together in real life. That's fucking awesome. Uh, in this movie, John and Bernie run the Winchester. These are the real names of the landlord and landlady who used to run Simon Pegg's local pub, which was called the Shepherds and Highgate. Mm, that's cool. Near the end, as Sean is yawning, you hear a newscaster state that initial claims of the virus being caused by rage-infected monkeys <laughs> have been dismissed. And this is obviously a poke at the film 28 Days Later. 
Nice. You want to do your last factor, Laura? I think I added it for you. I think you, yes. I was about to say, I think Rob added this <laughs> one for me. So Nick Frost, who plays Ed, allegedly kept his genitals shaved throughout filming to create a genuine need to scratch that the character demanded. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> That's an actual fact. That's an actual yep. fact. Did he That's tell people? He must have told people he did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. <laughs> Method <laughs> acting, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it, there is multiple scenes in this movie where yeah, he is scratching, and it, it's and it reminded me of Thanks Killing when that that kid kept like slobbering on his mouth. Oh, so, like can, me- can I just <laughs> live the rest of my life without ever having to hear that or see that again, please? Oh, oh I mean, it just it just made me think like maybe that kid in Thanks Killing was just such like a method actor, like maybe he did something to his lips that made him do that, you know, to want to be in a character, like like Nick Frost did with his balls, you know. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Do you want like to be he ca- dehydrated himself? So he, <laughs> I guess, I don't know what the should we speculate further? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We don't want Laura to throw up on Mike. It's okay, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Laura, do you want to do cast of this movie? Yeah, so we have Simon Pegg as Sean, Nick Frost as Ed, Kate Ashfield plays Liz, Lucy Davis as Diane. Is anyone else? Uh, do you guys watch The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Mm-mm, no. Oh man, she's one of the ants. She's also oh. from the original The Office too. She's yeah, exactly. The British mm-hmm. cast. Yeah. So I, I was like, what do I know her from? And yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. Uh, we've got Dylan Morin as David, Penelope Wilton as Barbara, Bill. Is it Bill Knighty? Is that how you say his name? Nighy. I think so. Yeah. Nighy, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Philip, and I can only see this guy from Love Actually now. Like I can't see him yeah. in any other. Mm-hmm. role it's so crazy yeah uh and then jessica stevenson is yvonne that's the friend that he keeps running into oh okay yeah mm-hmm. and then we have peter can't fucking say this name sarah finola as pete mm-hmm. nice nice <laughs> yeah because i think i know him from uh from spy yes he's in spy yeah. he's so funny in that movie i really like him as an actor he's really hilarious in all the mm-hmm. things he's in he's never like a main guy but he's always right. like a second or third uh character but he's solid in everything he does always yeah. funny you know who else is in it is um is did you guys notice martin freeman oh yeah, yeah. he was yvonne's boyfriend mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was a cool little cameo yeah yeah uh laura do you want to do synopsis yeah so this is a uh zom rom-com as I read online which i think it's <laughs> fucking hilarious uh no but it's it's mostly a, a horror comedy Definitely more heavy on the comedy than the horror. And it's basically making fun of a zombie movie, but while also really like following all the same rules and like staying true to that, you know? And so we have our main character, Sean, and he's kind of, he's kind of a loser. You know, he doesn't really do a whole lot with his life. He has a whatever job and is an unhappy girlfriend and he gets drunk a lot. Um, and then unfortunately there's a zombie outbreak that affects his town and, uh, he has to step up and try to save his friends and family and hopefully have, have a pint while he does it. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's just start with the opening setup in this movie, um, kind of establishing who all characters are, what they're about, not really what's going on in the situation, but more about their situation before the zombie stuff started. Um, so what do you think, Greg, about the opening and the setup of this movie? Yeah, in the opening, they get right into it. You're at the pub, the Winchester, and 
you're basically in the middle of this conversation with Sean and his girlfriend, and they're talking about, you know, she wants to do more fun, interesting things and go out, and she kind of perceives him as a slacker type of guy Mm -hmm. who just drinks and doesn't really do much, plays video games. And that's really all you need to know. They've got Ed, who's Sean's roommate. He's kind of even more of a slacker than Sean as they portray him, and he's up playing pinball. And then they've you've also got... um, uh what's her face what's her name um liz liz's Liz roommates they're sitting next to them at the table but the the cool thing about the intro is it really gives you an idea of what the whole movie is is about it sets the tone of of how funny and humorous it's going to be because you think they're having this intimate conversation and they go back and forth and they you realize that they're talking smack about their roommates and their roommates are right there next to them yeah and it's just like a funny way that they they open up and lets you know who these characters are and, and like kind of the the comedic tone for the movie yeah 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 i mean that's that's exactly what i put too in my notes here of like it does all it needs to do in this like opening. And I calculated it was three minutes. So like three minutes in this opening little thing, you know who everybody is, what they're about, like the relationships to each other. And, and it's just crazy. Like we talk about, we reviewed movies in here that like you're 30 minutes into it and you're like, wait, what's going on? Or who's this again? Or, and this movie does everything you need to more or less know in like three minutes. It's so crazy. You know, how they, how they were able to do that. And, and talking about like Edgar Wright and his directing, like you're talking about Greg in the scene where they're talking to talking smack and they don't see them the way it hard cuts to them next to them. It's, it's just, it, that's his style of directing. And it's something that I've never seen before because most people would pan a camera over or do something like that. And the way he hard cuts to them standing, it's almost shocking. And it's almost like not how you're supposed to do it. But it's like you get that instant laugh because you're like, oh, shit, they're right there. <laughs> um, so I, I love the like the little cold open to this movie. You know, uh, what about you, Laura? What do you think of the opening? Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I don't really have much to add. I think the only other thing I think um, kind of along the same lines is. You know, they just show his daily routine. They show how, you know, he wakes up in the morning and he always walks to the same convenience store to get a soda and then he goes to his job and yada, yada. And again, it like you were saying, Rob, they are able to tell you so much in such a short amount of time. And a lot of times that fails. A lot of times we mm-hmm. get that same old story and we, we're like, okay, I know I've seen this before, but sometimes it just works and i think that just comes down to the acting and the writing and it doesn't matter if you've seen it a million times before if it works you're in it and you like you already like the characters so yeah yeah um yeah because one thing they really do and this is more of a comedic thing is you're setting up things in the beginning of this movie to be punchlines later yeah to have payoffs later (laughs) and that's something that they normally do in all movies but but comedic like funny movies it's what you have to do so like you're talking about laura the whole thing where they're setting up his daily routine Mm -hmm. and then later in the movie they pay it off when things go to shit and he's doing his same routine but like the backgrounds are all different it's such a great payoff so this whole like first 10 minutes in the movie is just set up it's setting you up to know who everybody is what his routine is and setting you up to be like, Hey, here's how things are going to go later on in this movie with a twist, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But uh, what do you guys think of like the characters acting, you know, and something we haven't really talked about is like comedic timing, you know, cause that's mm. one thing you have to talk about with a comedy is the timing of the characters. So what do you think Greg about those three like aspects? Uh, let me just, before I jump into that one thing I, I have to add to the intro part is, and I hope you guys picked up on this was, 
this idea of this concept of what a zombie is. And I feel like the movie starts off with, with Sean. He's already zoned out. He's not even paying attention to the conversation with his girlfriend. He's kind of zoned out like a zombie. Um, and it's like everybody, I, I, it comes in the first like 10 minutes. You kind of pan around his neighborhood and you see that everybody is sort of stuck in the zombified loop. You got people pushing grocery carts very slowly. Cashiers all checking out in sync. People that are looking at their phones in unison. You have those guys that were shuffling down the street. And it's, that's another cool thing that they, they introduced the characters on, on one hand. And on the other, they're introducing this idea of like, well, what is almost like modern zombies? Like we are zombies mm, before yeah. we've even seen an actual zombie. And it's just everybody who's walking around doing their daily routine. And it's not just Sean and Ed. He, he, it's almost like he's making a case that everybody is that way. Yeah. And I love the way that that juxtaposition of like, we're looking at the world before it's gone to hell. And yet we're almost being presented with the same picture. Like, is it already pretty bad? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie definitely has like a statement as far as society goes, you know, at least to start this movie. And just like you say, Greg, like we're all zombies in some aspect. We're all staring at our phones all day or we're all doing the same routine, not thinking more than than what we need to. So we all are living that life, you know, and it does get that point across in the opening of just that, you know? Um, it, yeah. It, I mean, I even, I, I bought, so for Christmas, I bought my, my wife some AirPods and I noticed just yesterday that we were both listening to our AirPods, listening to our own thing. And we went probably, you know, three quarters of the day without even talking because we were in our own zone. And it really got me thinking about this movie in that way. Yeah. 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 So what about you, Laura, you know, going back into more characters, acting, comedic timing, what do, what do you think where you land on that? Is everybody solid? What do you think? Yeah, I think the acting, I think everyone was solid on acting. I think characters, I mean, obviously some characters, um, you're just like, okay, whatever. Like you're a supporting character. I understand why you're there, but you're really there for Sean and Ed. And obviously acting was spot on, but comedic timing, both of them spot on and in their own ways. They don't have the same sense of humor technically. Mm -hmm. um, so both of their deliveries are completely different, but both work and the way that they also play off each other. Oh, man, it was yeah. gold. Yeah, so I mean, good. like these these two guys like have built a career off like their timing, their friendship, like knowing each other for years, like, yeah, all their scenes together, it doesn't even feel like they're reading a script. It, yeah. it just feels like they're having a conversation and I actually was interested to, to know more about that, knowing about improv and, you know, I wonder how much these guys just shot the shit and filmed it. But I read that almost like 99% of the, of the movie is scripted. And the only scene that was improvised was the scene in the pub when they're sitting there after, you know, Sean breaks up with his girlfriend and they're talking about all the people in the bar and like, who are these people? And Ed yeah. goes through this like little thing of like, oh, this girl's like a fucking sex fiend. And this guy, you know, is like a vampire. <laughs> and and then that whole that whole thing when he's making up all that, that's all improv. He just made those up oh, on top of his wow. head. And, and you and that's why I think you're getting a genuine reaction from Simon Pegg in that scene. Because yeah. he's <laughs> laughing because it's real. But everything else in this movie is totally scripted, which is amazing. Because there's yeah. certain scenes where I'm like, these guys, I think they're just making this shit up. It's so funny. But it's crazy. But that makes sense because Simon Pegg is also a writer, too. He, Him and uh, Edgar Wright wrote, co-wrote this movie together. So yeah. it's his voice. So that probably can help. But uh, I agree with you. The comedic timing is great in this movie. Acting, I thought, is solid. These two guys, you know, the supporting characters do enough to, to be fine. Yeah. But it's really just all these guys. Um, so what about you, Greg? What do you think about the characters acting, timing? 
beautiful. Everybody had <laughs> such perfect comedic timing. Simon Pig, the way that he, I was, I look at his facial expressions and the oh, speed yes. and the way that he delivers his lines, and it's almost half of the half of the moment. Mm-hmm. He'll pause or look a certain way, and actually Ed does a few a few of those too. And it's it's just how they deliver the lines. You it feels so natural. And c- coming from like you said, a pretty tightly written script, I definitely got that vibe. But it's it's delivered so naturally between everybody. It, you know, um, Bill Nye, of course, is just he's amazing. Anything he puts his you know face in front of. Um, but everybody from a- everyone in this movie was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, do you guys want to? Do you guys can you guys shout out any like you know well like funny scenes you really liked or? God, any, so I mean, there's oh, so many. I, I know Greg wanted to do a whole like he wants to do quotes of this movie and things he thought was funny, and I don't find. <laughs> I mean, that's those. every line. So. I know there's just so many. I mean, like I only wrote down a couple because like there's just so many things that I'm like, wait, is that like a quotable line or was that just like a funny fucking moment? Uh, Greg, do you want to start throwing out some stuff you really liked in this movie? I don't want to take. So uh, one that I really thought was so funny was they had do a really good job of building the tension of, you know, when Sean finds out that his stepdad has been bitten by a zombie and he goes to visit his mom, he's trying to get her mom, get his mom out of the house. But she thinks that he's just being bitter over his stepdad. Like they haven't had a really good relationship. So he's pretty much doing, throwing out every trick in the bag to just get her out of the house so that he's, he's in the, he's in the kitchen. And then he goes, Mom, did you know that on several occasions he touched me yeah. as a kid? <laughs> and then she turns around as if to not be sure whether to believe him or whether to be outraged. And then he immediately, again, it's comedic timing. He immediately goes, that wasn't true. Made it up. Should have done that. Sorry. <laughs> Just totally taking it back. And I think those are actually my favorite moments are when Sean is trying to be bold and, you know, act truly in the moment or cool and then it just fails <laughs> there's that moment where uh david or you know sean he goes oh the winchester's just over there because they try to get back to the pub at some point and then david he's continually the skeptic in this movie he goes over those 20 garden fences and then sean goes what's the matter david never taken a shortcut before he turns <laughs> around he tries to jump over the first fence and it just topples over <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's there's so many good like lines in this movie. And it's just crazy too because like this is like the British humor. You know what I mean? Like you're talking yeah. about Greg. The things you think they're so funny are not really like you know over the top or slapsticky. It's just like the the regular conversation that they're having is like a funny in the moment. And to me, that's just like that British humor. Yeah. You know? Um and it so doesn't work true. for all people. It doesn't work for all people. Some people think it's dull and boring. Oh, I mean, I mean no. real quick, real quickly, because we'll do it real fast and I'll come back to you, Laura, for your points. The Rotten Tomatoes for this movie are very high, very high. Mm-hmm. You have a critic score of 92%, audience score of 93%. So you're talking almost near perfect. But that leaves like 6 to 7% of like people. I'm like, what didn't they like? So I went through it. And a lot of the people, I think, just didn't like that British humor. They called the movie boring. Because like either, either you don't really like get that humor because it is so dry and it's so subtle that if you don't pick it up and you're used to just slapsticky, you know, when I call it American humor, you know, where people are falling down, stuff like that, you know. But if you don't get it, then I guess you don't get it. But I was interested to know that, you know. Um, but what about you, Laura? Do you have any really funny scenes you want to call out or anything like that? I mean, there are so many scenes. I guess if I had to pick one to share, one of my favorites, it's definitely towards the beginning 
when they still don't really understand that it's zombies and they see that girl in their garden <laughs> and they're just like, she's drunk. <laughs> they're taking pictures with her. And, and then she's actually the reason they come to find out that it is a, a zombie problem. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, all right, we're going to start throwing shit at her. And they find a bunch of records and it's this is total British humor when they're quickly in the middle of a major emergency <laughs> situation. He's quickly reading off what they all are, you know, and at one point he goes Batman soundtrack and the guy goes throw it. <laughs> like that was, uh, he right after that he it's almost like it's funny because then he starts to justify his music picks yes he without he's like oh, I, I like that one yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so good yeah yeah it's it's so good yeah i mean for me like i mean there's so many but there's one like i laughed at really hard was and it's just such like a throwaway line i think in the moment but for some reason i laughed really hard it's it's after there you know like you said you know sean wants to go save his mom and his girlfriend that's his whole plot in this movie of that's all he wants to save is you know woman he loves and his mom mm -hmm. so he goes there but then he, he they realize that his his stepdad possibly got bit so he has to kill the dad he has to kill <laughs> philip and so they keep running through with the Edgar Wright cuts of like what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. So they're like talking about like, okay, we'll get the car. We'll drive over there. We'll kill Philip and then we'll go get the girl, you know? And so like, oh, like, no, that one works. So they do it again. Like get the car. We'll kill Philip. We'll go here. And so when they finally get there, I think, you know, Simon Pig jumps out of the car and Nick Frost just, just like so off the wall is just like, don't forget, don't forget to kill Philip. You know, he just like says it. <laughs> And it was just so funny in the moment. His delivery was so hilarious. Uh, it was just, you know, it, I love that scene. It was so funny. And that's just going that back to so like funny. comedic timing and just like setting up the joke 10 minutes before you're hitting it. And then you hit that line. And it's just so funny in that moment. But what did you guys think about like the horror humor balance? Because that's really what this movie is. You know, it's it's horror-ish. It, it's It's funny. The rom-com stuff, you, I guess you could throw that in there if you want. But what do you think about the mm -hmm. balance, though? Like, does it do enough of each? Some people also that didn't like this movie said it was too much, you know, one or the other. It didn't choose, you know? And and I don't know about that. So did the horror humor balance work for you guys? Did it not? What do you think, uh, Greg? The horror humor balance was, you know, immaculate, I thought. It, it's funny from the beginning to the end, and it's scary from the beginning to the end, which is, I think, something that is probably hard to accomplish. When it comes to the scary aspect of this movie, I think they do a good job in splitting it into kind of two phases. The first part is really they're mixing in these odd occurrences that are happening around the town. And they're playing into the fact that everyone is so zombified in their daily routine, they're not even noticing that it's happening. And it's just, but as a viewer you know that i mean it's almost like they know that you know that this is a zombie movie and then you're eventually going to see zombies yeah so they play that into the design of it and it's funny because you know sean in particular seems to notice the things that are happening around the town but yet every time he's so stuck in his zombified routine he just can't connect the dots of the lar larger issue so you know you can't you can't start the movie by showing you a zombie and making it horrific from from moment one but they do an excellent job of like making the scary part, which is the suspense and the tension, uh, funny because it's like you you clearly can't see what's happening. There's a person fainting. There's people that are randomly staring at them. It's almost like it's implied that they're slowly turning into zombies, actual zombies. 
there's like an occasional person just running down the street. There was that uh, creepy homeless guy who at first, you know, <laughs> was asking for change. And the second time he's a zombie, but Sean comes back and says, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have enough change. I didn't <laughs> even have enough to pay the shop owner. Yeah. So there were so many moments where it was, I don't know about you guys, but I was feeling anxious at the, mm. the suspense of knowing that there's slowly a zombie apocalypse coming. He's just so oblivious to it as are some other people. When he was selling the TV to that couple, no, they were just in the middle of a transaction, and yet there's some scary things going on outside. I just, but it made me so anxious to see like those two worlds happening at the same time, you know, before the actual zombie apocalypse hits. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's true. That's true. What about you, Laura? What do you think about the horror humor balance in this movie? I have two answers. For me personally, the balance was perfect. I mean i I wouldn't want to change this at all. However, was there more one of the other? I think, yeah. I think for me, this movie was mostly comedy. Like yeah. I didn't, I don't feel like there actually was a perfect balance of the two. I, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like this movie was scary at all. With that being said, I actually did jump once though. There mm -hmm. was a jump scare and it was some stupid ass scene where they run into their doppelgangers. You know, it's like a, oh. another group just <laughs> like them. Right. It's, it's his friend, Yvonne, but then, you know, like, her mom it looks just like his mom and her boyfriend and you know yada yada so um when they first run into them on the other side of a fence i totally jumped like on my couch so <laughs> i mean hey so it wasn't even a zombie it was just just no, they came around the corner too quick yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and i mean there was definitely good gore i would say this is like pretty up there with zombie gore so that is a horror-ish element so again just to recap i thought it was perfect i wouldn't change anything but yeah i mean i do think that this was more heavily comedic and yeah. it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of horror. it's almost like you're saying it's a comedy horror rather than a horror comedy yeah, yeah there, there probably, probably i don't know yeah i think i think that's like my only negative as much as i love this movie is like i wish I wish they wouldn't have slow burned the zombie uh, enough in the beginning where you're like seeing a little bit here, a little bit there. Like I kind of wish the very first zombie thing you saw was something really horrific. Oh. So it's so right away you're like, holy shit. Like, oh my God, that zombie is like eating somebody's entrails. And then you can go th back to comedy. You know what I mean? Because then that yeah. would like set you up early on of like, oh shit, like this is what the possibility could be is something this bad. And yeah. then you always have that back of your mind instead of just slow burning. I think one of the, funniest slow burns is when they go into the pub after he gets broken up with there's a couple making out against the wall yeah. and then when they come out they're still making out i mean it's been hours later i think <laughs> you know <laughs> and i think simon Pegg they make a comment about like oh okay and then they go to turn away and then the head of the guy that's getting made out with falls off and the, clearly <laughs> the lady is like eating his neck you know <laughs> but it was just like one of the little slow burns and then you have the one of the funny scenes too where they're they're singing, what is it, White Lies? They're singing White Lies mm -hmm. as they walk out the bar. And then there's a zombie in the background. And he starts, like, you know, being like, like, to the beat, you know? It's yeah. such a funny scene. But about that, you know, that would be probably my only negative. And the only thing I might change would be maybe a little more gore. A little more gore up front. Hmm. But I thought the balance worked for me, too. Balance worked yeah. all the way through for me. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk about the actual zombies themselves. You know, some of their attributes, you mm. know, um, some of the scenes with them. I know Laura said she got scared by just some passerby around a fence, but uh, you know, uh, what about you, Greg? Do you think the zombies, did you like them? Did they work for you? These are yeah. slow zombies. These are slow. I think the slowest zombies I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> These are like the, the slowest zombies I've ever seen in my life. So what do you think, Greg? Did they work for you? 
Yeah, they did. I, I think if it, they were fast zombies, our, our characters are too stupid to, to make yeah. it through fast zombies. So they wouldn't have lived. So it played perfectly into the comedic aspect. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know where it was, but the other day that I, I was listening to something like a podcast or, uh, something on TikTok and the guy was talking about, you know, with these new zombies that are really quick and twitchy and they can make all these movements he was saying that that that's exactly why koreans make the best zombies because they do all that like break dancing and they're really good at those moves <laughs> and like so on a on train to busan they actually hired a bunch of like break dancers to do some of those twitchy moves but like in a movie like this they're slow they're not on their you know doing head spins or anything like that so they just probably hired a bunch of locals and i thought the the uh the makeup was perfect they look super creepy to me i mean they were grimy they were grungy everyone was in their street clothes as if they didn't even have time to to pack or do anything obviously dried blood everywhere they didn't look i think this is the cool thing about i think maybe it speaks to the direction maybe i imagine and i have no idea about this but i imagine that when you're casting zombies or you have a zombie horde scene I suspect that the purpose or a main goal or chief goal is to make sure that not any one person stands out. If you have one person kind of moving off, off rhythm or, you know, too realistic, they would kind of poke out. But if in the zombie scenes where they show the hordes, everybody looked homogenous. And I thought that was beautiful. Their, their dirtiness, their griminess, the way that they, you know, they move. So, I mean, shout out to the, the extras, but I feel like zombie wise, it was, it was perfect in this movie. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Laura? What do you think of the zombies in this movie? Yeah, I agree. To me, this is not anything different. I mean, I know we watched Train to Busan somewhat recently, and that mm-hmm. was one of our only zombie movies we had done, and they're very fast moving, as Greg said. But, you know, I mean, The Walking Dead has been on for like, what, 30 years of my life, I feel like now. <laughs> it feels and, like it. <laughs> yeah. And, I, th- and I, mean, I think they, I think they, they killed Glenn for 10 of those years. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, spoiler, spoiler. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Somebody so didn't sad. watch that far. That's when I stopped. <laughs> yeah. That's basically when I stopped too. Uh, yeah. But I don't, don't you feel like these zombies are the same? I mean, they move mm-hmm. the same way, same speed, which is slow. I don't mm-hmm. know. I felt like it was pretty. Pretty spot on. You know, I, I like on. the glazed over eyes, which I know yeah, a lot yeah. of zombie movies do that. It's kind of one of the ways you know when they've like fully turned. So yeah, I thought it I thought it was good. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I'm you know, I'm the same. I, I for some reason maybe it's just the fact that it's a comedic movie. So there's not that like big, like um, you know, anxiety, anxiety you're getting with the zombies. Like you're getting it, but not as much. So I don't know if that that's why it makes me feel like they're slower. You know, where like you're not always seeing them chasing you or following you. Like you're getting a five minute comedic scene of these guys making jokes to each other and, yeah. and it goes back to the zombie. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why they feel slower to me. But I, I still feel like they were slower than any movie I've ever seen with zombies, you know. Mm. But uh yeah, but speaking of slow zombies, you know, you know what they really could use is some energy drinks. <laughs> so they need to go faster <laughs> to be a little better <laughs> with their speed. <laughs> <laughs> do zombies drink i don't know but uh you know if they want to drink an energy drink there's only one way to go and that's raise energy so so <laughs> greg's losing it right now so 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 this is our sponsor um yeah so raise energy 
It's one of the best energy drinks on the market today. When you think wait, of energy wait, drinks, wait. Uh, you're thinking Monster, Rockstar, Red Bull. Uh, but don't look past Ray's Energy. They're for zombies. Uh, it's better than the, all four of them. <laughs> the flavors are better. They're more clean. Uh, the ingredients used are more beneficial. And what's best is the company isn't selling a miracle potion in a can. It's it's an honest product. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. A great tasting energy drink. Zero sugar, no crash. So if you guys want to get an energy drink, if you want to not be a zombie, don't follow the horde. Uh, go to ripsports.com. That's R-E-P-P sports.com. Use our promo code conjecturing like our show. And uh, yeah, and then do that. Get a drink and have fun, you know. So that's our first sponsor. I hope it was a good transition. I know these guys laughed a lot. So yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys listening, get ready for that every week. Um, but uh, so... So let's get back into the review now a bit. I did want to ask you guys two quick questions when we're talking about zombies here. Um, one would be, what would be your perfect zombie weapon? If you had to have the perfect weapon to fight off some zombies, what would be your perfect weapon? Greg, I know you already have a samurai sword. Greg's answer is always samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Necessarily. I think that's good for a normal apocalypse, but in a zombie apocalypse... I'm not too big on it because I think it, it allows too much blood splatter uh, your direction. It's meant for slicing. So and if you're, in, uh, you know, being attacked by a horde of zombies who are infectable, you know, they can infect you with their blood or whatever. Wait, you don't want. wait, Greg. <laughs> what? Sorry. What other apocalypse is a samurai sword appropriate for? Oh, War of the Worlds. When someone's trying to hijack your van. <laughs> so you'd rather slice off a human person's head. That a zombies. I will not answer that they're question. trying to steal your car. Seems <laughs> very incriminating. <laughs> you said all the words. I am recapping it. I no. This is. I. I have actually thought about this in a zombie apocalypse. I want a blunt object that pushes the assailant away from me. Hmm. I don't want something that's that's making more blood than there needs to be. What about like a pole vaulting vault? Like a like a pole. Is that too long for you, Greg? Is that what? <laughs> well, if we're trying to get away from tremors, maybe that'll help us, but. It's dual, no, it's dual it, purpose. No, actually, if it can telescope, yeah, but it's like you're trying to get into tight spaces. How are you going to hold a pole vault pole? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you probably can't even get to the Winchester. <laughs> no, I, I feel like you hold it horizontally, right? Oh, mm-hmm. And you just start running full speed and it'll just knock like 50 zombies out. I think if you're the down. rock, you might have the force yeah. to do that. But yeah. if you're Laura, you're not even pushing one person out of the way with a long pole like that. What are you trying to say, man? Oh, dang. It's messed up. Okay. That is messed yeah. up. So what about you, Rob? You yeah. got a good answer? Apparently ours are ridiculous. L- Laura's choice is not the one I threw in there for fun. Laura, so what would your weapon of choice be? I don't know. I I, like I a, honestly... A, a wine cork? <laughs> uh, Maybe. I mean, you only can kill a zombie by something going through their brain. That's it. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you need something like a samurai sword. That that mm. This is like the only time to use a samurai sword actually <laughs> so, yeah i think if you're going to be covered up like you got a face shield you know we all we're all equipped in the pandemic you put a face shield a mask and you can't get that blood splatter yeah samurai sword is probably the way to go mm-hmm. oh, okay nice nice i guess so i mean man I, so I guess confused. <laughs> why are you so confused laura i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i guess i guess for me i would say man i, I feel like my gut instinct would be some type of gun but I feel like that has wep- that has you know ammo that you have to always have, which you're not going to yeah. have infinite ammo. Right. So it should be something that can be, like you said, repeatable for you. I mean, I do like samurai sword, you know, 
that is pretty cool. Uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think what other object you can have. What about crossbow? Maybe that, that was the cool Ooh. thing about Daryl and the Walking Dead. Once you would kill someone, he would just pull the bolt out of their head and Ooh. just reuse it. That's yeah. true. Crossbows are pretty cool. What other, what other weapons do you have in your killer bag, Greg? Slingshots. <laughs> Slingshots. Slingshot. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking Dennis the yo- Menace. A, a yo-yo. I just want to... <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'll be like the the lady from Audition, and I'll have just some fucking piano wire. Oh my and then, god! Uh, I'll use that to sever their heads off, and I'll that, or I'll have the little needles, and I'll be like kitty 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 to the zombies. <laughs> you can take off their foot and stuff, and she she would she would be the ultimate survival in a zombie apocalypse. Like she would kill it literally. Yeah, yeah. but see, you'd have to get so close to them. I see. I know. I'm no. going with samurai sword because you know the bigger the better. So that's great no. because I can, I can <laughs> stay as far away from them as possible. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Good answers, you guys. Good answers. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get back into the movie. Can, we, here. can, can you splice that after my my uh, look at that head quote? <laughs> <laughs> bigger the better. <laughs> The bigger is not the better. Oh, 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 okay. Uh (laughs) Actually, maybe with any head, bigger is not better. (laughs) Coming in or going out, it's never, it's never better to be bigger (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Oh shit! Oh man, that's funny. funny. (laughs) Um, I don't even have a transition now, but okay. uh, Um, yeah, uh, we already talked about directing a bit, you know, I, I mean, I love Eg- Edgar Wright's directing this movie. What do you guys think about the directing of this movie, the way it, that hard cuts to things? Do you guys like it? Do you not? What do you think, Laura? Yeah, I really like it. And this, I mean, this is kind of like a segment off of what we've already been talking about with this. But one thing that I noticed about this movie, uh, kind of along the lines of the hard transitions, is in the beginning... You know, there are a lot of scenes where things are just in front of Sean's face, right? Like someone puts a phone in his face or a beer in his face. And that's happening a lot with those hard cuts. Is that what they're called? Hard. Yeah. Same thing. Transition. Same thing. Transition. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, okay, so I feel like they're doing this because for two reasons. One, either the people don't respect him, right? Mm -hmm. To, To be like his coworkers that are shoving a phone in his face. But also, two... You know, he he zones out a lot. He's always zoned. There's so many scenes where it comes in on him and he's just in outer space. I noticed that as the movie went on and as he really stepped up and started kicking zombie ass, that was happening less and less and less. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the movie, those scenes were not happening at all. That And, and that's all directing. And you know me, I don't have a whole lot to say about directing normally. I don't really pick up on it. It's just not, you know, what I'm looking for usually. And I thought that was really impressive. Mm, Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's a cool observation. That's like a little Greg observation. I feel like Greg usually does that type of, you know, digging deep into what he's seen and putting the reason behind it. Good job, Laura. Yeah. Thanks. Your head head got a little bigger. Good job. Yeah. I'm growing up. What about what about you, Greg? What do you think? I actually, now that I think about it, I love that observation, and it makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So one thing that was I really loved about the direction of the movie was it's it's fast paced, but it's also it doesn't feel forced. 
every scene is is jam packed. It's meticulously thought out. There's there's something happening. I mean, literally every scene has a conflict, action, resolution, and character building. It's there's juice in every scene, and there's something happening, something to overcome. But when you compare, like you said, lower the beginning, and then how it transitions toward the middle and the end, it seems like all of the challenges that Sean was facing in the beginning of the movie were happening to him mm-hmm. like his girlfriend was breaking up with him his roommate was scolding him because you know his co-workers were not listening to him mm-hmm. um and like things were almost happening to him but as you get toward the end of the movie it's more about i mean you still have the challenges but it's more like he's deciding to do something about it every yeah. every scene is him figuring out a way to solve it or taking an action to to fix the problem rather than just being hit with oh well this is what i have to deal with mm-hmm. yeah so and then as far as like the quick cuts i i love it toward the beginning of the movie when he's in his apartment they have those uh, a couple of super cuts where it's just he's getting ready and it just shows him quickly zipping up his zipper flushing the toilet brushing his teeth washing his hands suiting up putting his name tag on um or there was one where you know it's just, he's quickly spreading the jelly on the toast he serves his coffee puts the milk back in the fridge that's so cool because those are things that you see in a montage movie which are supposed to be like badass people are <laughs> strapping up putting bullets yeah. and guns on them but it's <laughs> completely benign things that become just you know you don't even think about them they just mm-hmm. become part of your daily routine that you repeat over and over again so i thought that was a cool way of showing something mundane in a very quick way um and again just the the timing of of the shots it's great toward the in the beginning of the movie when ed is playing the video game it's so funny he's just playing he's probably been doing it for hours sean sits down he picks up a controller he press start he presses start and then it says player two has entered the game and ed goes haven't you got work and Sean stands up. Player two has left the game, and he just walks mm-hmm. away. Just the speed of that—it's almost like what you said, Rob. The speed of these shots just—it is half of the comedy and half of mm-hmm. the humor. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I love the directing, I love the writing, the pacing is so good. I mean, like you said, Greg, like this movie—it's only an hour and thirty minutes long, you know. And there's—I can think of one thing like I would cut for time. You know what I mean? We we just yeah. got done doing Silent Hill, which was what was it like two and a half hours or something like that? And it was like, Oh my God, there's whole segments that don't need to be here. There's a whole character that doesn't need to be here. And this, and this movie was literally like, I would not cut like one minute from this movie. It's so Mm -hmm. perfectly paced an hour and 30 minutes, you know, and that's including credits and a little quick, like intro, you know what I mean? So you're talking like an hour and 20 minutes of like solid, like horror comedy straight through like, you're, you know, so writing and directing is so great in this movie. I, I freaking love it. Let's let's talk a little bit about like the actual. Let, let's just get to the Winchester. You know, we haven't really went through the movie a bit here. We kind of talked about the opening a bit and what Sean is ultimately trying to do. But let's talk about like when they get to the Winchester, because when they get to the Winchester, you really have the third act of this movie and and the ultimate ending. So, what do you guys think when they get to the Winchester? What's going on? You know, you kind of had a little journey with the characters. You know more about who they are. You know their relationships. Um, what do you guys think of the whole Winchester scene, the queen music, and ultimately what goes on with the mom and the, you know, the, the friendship and all that stuff? Uh, what do you think, Laura? It's all great. It's all fantastic. You know, they there are scenes where they're kind of feeling safe there and um, 
So what Sean does is they're trying to get to the Winchester and they've done a pretty good job making it over there thus far. But then of course there are so many zombies like right in front. And there's a super funny scene where they all pretend to be zombies to like oh, slip yeah. by, <laughs> which we forgot to mention. Oh my God, they I slip by, that. you know, um, and, and it works. They don't really get noticed. But then of course, when they're right in front of the Winchester, they have problems getting in. And then uh, David, who's probably the only character you just want to vote off the island. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one needs a shit about this guy. He causes a ruckus. And now there's a bunch of zombies. Anyway, they're all able to get in. But that's because Sean takes it upon himself to distract the zombies. And so he's kind of gone for a bit. And you you know he's alive. I mean, yeah. this mm-hmm. movie's called Sean of the Dead. And we're, not, we're only two-thirds into the movie. So, you know, he's going to make it. But... They're all inside really worried about him and he does end up coming back. And then there's a little bit where they're, they're just them. They're hanging out. They're having some beers. They're having some niblets (laughs) and peanuts. And yeah, uh, boy. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Some some of that humor does not hold up nowadays. It's like, Oh, you know, uh, Oh, I still laughed. You still laughed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was funny. (laughs) But, you know, like any movie, the zombies come back um, and then we kind of get into the real action scenes where they're shooting at zombies and they're all fighting the zombies and we lose a few characters along the way. And it's it's super action packed. And I didn't cry, but the whole scene with his mom was super sad. Mm. You know, mm. you we've grown to love this woman and their relationship is super sweet. And uh, unfortunately, Barbara was bit. And everyone knows that she's going to turn. Um, and so Sean kind of waits for the moment when she does turn. And then he has to shoot her. And he's just bawling his eyes out. It was so sweet. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good, like I said, this, this whole movie is built on setting things up and then calling them back. And you have a yeah. payoff. I mean, you have the opening of this movie where he's buying flowers for her. Mm-hmm. He ends up yeah. throwing him in the trash because he got broken up with and this and that. And then the mom finds them in the trash and brings them into the bar. So then when she's dying, she's like, thank you for the flowers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like such a good like payoff for that that little like setup they did. And such a great moment um, that actually worked really well for me. Mm-hmm. You know, another good callback you mentioned, Rob, about the music. Uh, do you remember? So we're at the stage. The funny thing is, is that they go to the Winchester think looking for safe asylum, but it ended up being probably the worst plan ever because now they've just attracted all the zombies in the town, you know, descending on their location and now they're trapped. And the whole, the the rest of the movie is is spent with them having less and less and less space to deal with these zombies while they're closing in. But when the bar owner, you find out big Al or whatever his name is, he's in the back room and he's a zombie. He comes out and they have to start, fighting him and that's when you know uh that queen song comes on Mm -hmm. um and it was like do you guys remember in the beginning of the movie another callback was they did the same thing when sean had just broken up with liz and they're at the pub and then that chicago song comes on um what was it uh if you leave me now Mm -hmm. and it's like the saddest song ever and Ed turns and he goes, who the hell put this on? And then Sean goes, it's on random. (laughs) They did the same thing when the Queen song came on because it's the most upbeat, fun song. Mm. And yet they're fighting off a zombie and he goes, who put this on? And it goes, it's on random. It's just like those callbacks are (laughs) so well set up. And I don't imagine it's easy to make it tie in and flow, but they do that so many times uh, in this movie. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, the 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 queen fight scene is like one of my, it's like my favorite scene in this movie. It's so mm-hmm. funny. It's the the music I freaking love. That song. It's such a great upbeat song. You know, they're hitting them with pull cues to the beats, which is so funny. And then you have what's that guy's name? David. Mm-hmm. David's in the back trying to like turn on lights so the lights uh, outside are flickering, like it's <laughs> yeah. like a party going on. <laughs> it's just like such a great like a little like mm-hmm. a five minute sequence that's almost perfect with like humor. Yeah. so freaking good they make him out to look almost he's trying to turn off the breakers and turn off the music so that yeah. he doesn't draw attention yeah. and he's flipping the breakers and the way that he's hitting it he almost looks like a dj yeah mm-hmm. with the lights right, with music. the beat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good yeah uh yeah so let's get to like i guess the ending then you know what happens at the end uh when they're in the basement you know a couple people have died i think david has like the most horrific death in this yeah. movie Kind of like mm. what I wanted made probably in the beginning of this movie would be like that. You know, he gets pulled out one of the windows and he gets his entrails like ripped open. And it, it's probably, it's the most graphic scene in this movie. And it's pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, and I think what's her name? The the, girl, the girlfriend tries to like run out with his leg. I think she has his leg in yeah. his hand and she tries to, she tries to Which, run out. Did you uh-huh. guys catch the whole thing about how he was still in love with Liz or, and she has this whole speech where she's like, I'm just here to pick up your pieces. And oh, then she's running yeah. out with his pieces. It's like, Oh wow. Fucking fantastic. Oh, that's just, good. I yeah. This it. movie has so many things like that. Little notes that once yeah. you know this so many times that there's so, so many payoffs, you know, mm-hmm. later on, there's one thing I forgot to mention that I'll, I'll talk about real fast. Cause it's just, we're talking about that. I, I read this thing online that talks about when, when Simon, when whatever Simon Pegg's character breaks up with Liz mm-hmm. and he's crying and Nick Frost is like, I know what we should do. Like, well, let's drink, you know? And did you guys, have you seen the thing about all the drinks that he names and how they associate to what's going to happen? So, no. So it's so freaking crazy. And this goes back to just the writing in this and how almost every word has a meaning to it. So the very first drink he says they should drink is a bloody Mary. And that goes back to the checkout girl in the back garden. <laughs> then the next drink he says is a bite at the king's head, which they say Philip. He got bit in the neck. Oh. Um, and then you have uh the next one is a couple. And then I guess that's supposed to be David and, and Die. Oh wow. Uh then you have Little Princess. Oh, oh, because he climbs up like Rapunzel. And then you have uh Stagger Back. So that's supposed to be when they're impersonating zombies. And then you have Bar of Shots, which is supposed to be firing the rifle in the Winchester. So like every drink associates with something that's going to happen later on in the movie, every drink they shout it out. So it just goes back to just like you said, just like the, the, the writing in this and how every line actually has like a deeper comedic joke to it and a payoff or something else is so crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, Do one of you guys want to set up like the ending of this movie and kind of what's happening and uh, kind of get into it a bit. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, so they're in, basically, they go further and further into the pub. The zombies are closing in. They're in the cellar. Ed is mortally wounded by a zombie bite, and they've closed the door. The zombies are trying to break through. So I guess they're they're trapped in the cellar. There's a hatch that leads out to the street level, but it's locked for some reason. You know, they can't get through. So they have, they took the Winchester rifle from the top of the bar, and they've got two shells left. So now they're contemplating 
okay, well, we could shoot a bunch of zombies if they line up in a row, maybe, but we're probably not going to get past them. Should we leave these for ourselves, like kill themselves? I mean, that that's kind of a trope you see in a lot of horror movies is, do you suffer being eaten alive by zombies or end yourself off? So mm-hmm. we're headed in this direction. And Ed, of course, he's, he's going to die. He's probably going to turn into a zombie soon. And they do find the switch. There's like a switch. Basically, the... The opening to the street is a lift. It's almost like a utility lift that you would use to store. You know, you can bring pallets of beer into your pub from the from that. So they find the switch and they they go to the the street level. But before that, basically, they give the gun to Ed so he can uh, he can off himself. Which the, again, going back to funny lines like they call back at the beginning of the movie when Sean is scolding Ed for not picking up around the house and taking everyone's messages in the phone, just being a slacker. And then so Ed goes, I'm sorry, Sean. And he goes, ah, it's okay. We'll figure it out later. You just got to do the right thing. And then he goes, no, I'm sorry, Sean. And then there's that pause and he just, cause he had let out a, just a terrible fart. And <laughs> Sean is like, Ugh. so they do that again in like the most emotional moment, because this yeah. is the last time we're going to see Ed alive and you know she says i'm sorry and you know sean's like it's okay and he just replays the same joke he goes i'll stop stop doing it when you stop laughing it's just it's such a good way to to intertwine the humor with the horror you know in such a sad moment he just lost his mom he had to shoot his mom and now Mm -hmm. he's gotta you know say goodbye to his best friend but they make it they get to the street level and basically they get they get saved by the military who comes in they swing in at the last second yeah, guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. And that's the best because it's just, you know, he keeps running into this girl he knows. It, it's just probably a friend, <laughs> Yvonne. And they keep running into each other, but they also kind of seem like they're the same. You know, like, like especially that scene I've mentioned before where they both have the same crew of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he just tells her in that scene, well, we're headed to the Winchester. And she's like, oh, well good luck. (laughs) And then to all of a sudden have the military show up and then she pops out and it's so great. Like they clearly, well, she made it. I don't think the rest of her crew made it. And she somehow, you know, found the military and then told them like, Hey, I know of a bunch of people that are at the Winchester. And like, that's why Mm. they came and saved them. I just thought that was perfect. Like you said, Rob, everything does have a a very clean way of tying in to something that was mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that that's, that's so strong. I mean, to have a comedy like this and to actually have the writing written in such a strong way, it's, it's impressive. Did you guys notice when they met for the first time before the zombie apocalypse hit and they were catching up on their lives, she was wearing a military camouflage jacket. Oh, oh yeah, really? she was. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was like a symbol of like, okay, well, that's where she's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I love the ending of this movie. It just, it, it gives you that emotional, uh, you know, thing between, between Ed and, and, you know, and Sean, you know, they have their little goodbye and everything, but it's still mm-hmm. funny in the moment and they get saved by the military. But I mean, really like the, the, the post zombie, scenes are really what is just, the they're so funny in this movie you know and, and really to me is what the ending of this movie is yeah is like the you know the aftermath of the zombie apocalypse on the world and what everybody's been doing and so freaking funny laura do you want to like describe what's going on at the end end yes so we have a whole montage of liz and sean going through the news and flipping through the stations 
And it, you know, it mimics exactly what we saw at the very beginning of the film, which is them flipping through the news. And every time they're on a station, someone's about to say something important, information that you want to know, but then they keep switching it before you get to the ending. And so the same thing is happening and they're calling it Z Day, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and they're going through and basically they keep changing the station every time someone says what the cause might have been. Mm -hmm. Or if it does say what they think it was, it'll say, oh, but that was dismissed. And so we don't really know. And then after we get through a bunch of stations, news channels, they start showing segments of um, zombies that are still with us. <laughs> And they're being used for one thing or another, because it turns out that even though they are true zombies and they do, they want to kill you and they will kill you, they've still retained some personality traits, uh, specifically when it comes to like physical things they can do. Hmm. So as long as they're, you know, chained up correctly, they can work at the supermarket and be putting the carts away because maybe that guy did work at the supermarket and he knows how to do that. Mm -hmm. So we have Sean, he kind of sits and looks at the TV for a little bit with Liz. And then he says, I'm going to go outside to the shed. She says, have fun. And he goes outside. And sure enough, here is zombie Ed, his best friend chained out there in the shed. And he kind of jumps a little bit like he's trying to get Sean. And Sean's like, oh, no, Ed, like, we don't do that. <laughs> and then he hands him a fucking, play, you know, what are they? Remote control video yeah. game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they start playing because Ed can still play video games. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to calling back to, like you said, Greg, I think when he goes sits out there, it does the whole like player two is in or whatever. And yes. it's like, just that call back to the opening of this movie. Um, there's an earlier part in the movie too. So I actually ended up watching this movie twice before the pod oh, and wow. you catch so many things toward the beginning when they have their disgruntled roommate, he's upset at Ed for being a slacker and he yells at him. He goes, you want to live like a fucking animal? Go live in the shed. Oh, that's <gasps> right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. here we are back in the end. He's chained oh, up in the man. shed playing PlayStation with Sean. <laughs> so smart. That's great. Yeah. He's just like a little, little puppy, a little puppy he has in the shed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what, what do you think of the ending, Greg? Did it, did it work for you? Did you love it? You know, what do you think? Um, yeah, I did. I, I usually like to see ends where I'm surprised by how our heroes get out of trouble. We didn't really get that. They got to the street level. It was just kind of a, a matter of circumstance. They got the elevator and the military saved them. It wasn't anything terrific, but just transitioning to post-apocalyptic life, that was the fun and cool thing for me. Mm -hmm. I, you see Sean and Liz, they've got back together. Um, and you can tell that she's kind of had a change of heart. They're just chilling at home and she's happy with just, you know, chilling there, drinking and hanging out where as in, you know, in the beginning of the movie, she just wanted Sean to go out and do more, which is interesting. And it, it made me think that maybe I don't know if this is one of the themes in the movie is I feel like in the beginning of the movie, she just didn't think that Sean had it in him to be adventurous, to do something mm -hmm. fun and exciting. But, it, you know, at the end of the movie, they're just kicking back at the house. So, but the purpose is she's not, she doesn't need those things to be happening all the time. I think she's just happy with the simple life, knowing that he would step up for her yeah. and he does possess some sense of adventure, you know, whereas before she was just never assured of that at all. Yeah. You know, and which is, it happens in relationships. I mean, you, they even have a joke where they met in Greece at a rave. So they met under some kind of fun, exciting circumstances. But then again, you know, relationships have ebb and flow. 
you know so sometimes we need these like interesting fun things to to revitalize it and you see at the end of the day they are pretty much meant for each other they're just ready to relax and even sean is willing to change you know he said he gave up smoking and then she goes do you want sugar in your tea and he asks for two two lumps or two packets or whatever where and that again that's in the callback earlier in the movie his mom was making him tea and he goes i haven't had sugar in my tea since i was like five years old Mm. so he's like willing to change and i feel like the way that they tied the bow up on the the whole thing was was great just just focusing on sean you know and what he what he overcame it's like the whole time you know in the beginning of the movie he's either he sees ed and pete they offer almost like two different types of like mm-hmm. potential paths that he could end up in ed slacker or pete like the tightwad and so he's trying to like try to find the middle ground between those and i feel like through the whole movie he does it and it ends off really well yeah yeah the, i mean the ending worked for me too it's it, it's it's a great ending it ends it, it lets you know where everybody's at well the three people that survived but yeah you know and, and it ends it's weird to say it ends on a happy note with ed being like you know chained to the shed but it's almost like okay that's bittersweet it's bittersweet yeah. he still gets to have his friend with him you know uh, for for a while no but i like the ending too it's solid um, yeah, but before we get into our ratings here, I did have one more question I wanted to ask you guys because I feel like we, I like doing this with with the you know apocalypse movie, especially zombies movies. Uh, is which character would you be in this movie? Which character resembles who you probably would be in an apocalypse? Ooh. Greg, you need to be a David. You need to be an asshole flipping on lights everywhere trying to get zombies. And <laughs> you know what? Do, what do you think, uh, Greg? I think there's elements of everybody that I like, you know, yeah. the the funny thing is, is everyone has, they try to emphasize the the bad parts of everybody. And they even do that by looking, look at the weapons that people are wielding, you know, like Ed, he's got a shovel. He's kind of a blunt guy, right? David's got an umbrella. That's his weapon. He's kind of a, <laughs> kind of like a wuss or I don't know what, like Diane's got a dull piece of driftwood. I mean, she's kind of a dummy, but like they all have their positive traits too. Like as much as we hated David, he was, you know, rash and hasty and negative all the time. He particularly hated uh, Sean, obviously, because he was jealous of, of mm-hmm. him and Liz. But at the same time, he did have some good skepticism. He just channeled it in really bad ways. Like, and while Sean had good energy and I liked his leadership, I felt that like if he were to channel that in other ways, he would have come up with a better idea than just going to the Winchester, which turned out to be, you know, a horrible idea. So, and then everyone, everyone's got something, you know, Ed, mm-hmm. I actually, you know, as much as they made him to be a dummy. And in fact, the only thing I didn't like in this movie was quite frankly, when he answered the phone in front of the pub, <laughs> I felt like even he wouldn't do something as yeah. dumb as that, like trying to close a, uh, you know, a deal with his uh, weed buyer. Mm-hmm. But as dumb and, and, and as he, they made him out to look in this movie, I love his chill attitude. And I feel like Sean did too. Maybe that's why he kind of kept them around because he liked how relaxed he was. He liked how, you know, despite all the tension and scariness, he always had this fun vibe about him. Um, so I, you know, I can't say one person. I just say like, like the best parts of everybody I would love to be. Yeah. Okay. So a, a non-answer answer. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I just made up my own. <laughs> I know. Like like You're, amalgamation of you know yeah. different parts. You took all the zombie. You took like zombie body parts from everybody and made yourself like a perfect zombie guy. Uh, exactly. What about you, Laura? Do you have a? Are you a perfect amalgamation too, or do you have somebody you kind of like reside <laughs> I, with? You know, like I I agree with Greg to a point. They each had their thing, um, and it's very hard to actually put yourself 100% in one of those boxes. 
I'm going to be a little less annoying and say I'm kind of between two. And this is why. Okay. Like I'm not David because I don't fucking suck. And I'm, I'm actually not Liz because Liz really just took orders and was obedient and didn't really, as much as I liked her, she didn't really, um, help very much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she helped with Barbara, but she didn't take a lot of action. You know, she followed orders, but she also wasn't as physical. She didn't take orders or she didn't, I'm sorry, she didn't take action. That's not me. I know I joke I'm a grandma, but I'm not. <laughs> like, I, I, I think if I were in the situation with friends, they wouldn't be like gingerly taking care of me like a grandma. Um, so all of those people are out. And I'm actually not Ed because Ed is really just there for comic relief. And even though I can be funny, that's not me either. I'm not, I'm not going to be in a situation. So it's actually between Sean and, and Diane. And I think that completely, it's based on who you're with when shit goes down, because I'm not going to be the first person to step up and say, okay, that's it. I'm the leader. This is my plan. Unless no one I'm with does, Mm. then I will. Then I'm like, oh, fuck, this is on me. And then I'll turn into Sean. But if (laughs) I'm with like a group of friends where there is a natural leader who already has stepped up, then I actually see myself as Diane because, you know, Greg, you said she's kind of a dummy. But really, not only did she jump into action anytime it was needed, Mm -hmm. but she was standing up for the right people as like emotions were high. And I like that she was calling out her boyfriend, but then also sticking up for him at certain points. And I think mm-hmm. that if I wasn't in a situation where I'm Sean and I'm the leader, I, I'd like to think that that's what I'd be doing. I'd be helping any way I can, and I'd be fucking calling people out if they deserved it. If your husband was being like eaten up by zombies, would you take his leg and start, you know, charging at the zombies and going one on one with with you? Well, and the we don't we don't 100 percent know if she died or not. We just assume. Ooh, I, but... I actually do know the story. What happened to her? Oh. So there, there's a, I guess on one of the Blu-ray, no one of the Blu-ray DVDs, there was an extra, they made like a little animated movie of her, oh, no. of her journey, what happened to her. So I guess she ran out of the pub. She tries to rescue David, but he's just torn apart. So the zombies chase her up a tree and she's up in the tree with the leg <laughs> and she's up there. She's up there for, I think it said like three days. Cause nobody told her like it ended and she has to survive by eating the leg. And that's and that's and then eventually she does get saved, but that's what happens. So. Okay, never mind. That's not me. <laughs> I'm not eating anybody's leg. I'd rather die. How do you climb up a tree with one leg in the other hand? I mean, she must uh, be. She was pretty resourceful. She was pretty resourceful, you know. Yeah, she taught them how to act like zombies. So yeah, and I think she was the one too that like grabbed that uh that big like tennis pole or whatever it was and threw it to threw it to. Oh, to true. Sean, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know who I'm picking. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not uh, <laughs> trying to back my way out of this or pick two people. I'm, I'm all Ed in this movie. I'm going to just be ridiculous and think about what car I get to drive in the moment now. And, you know, what's going on. And I, I like you, Greg, I probably wouldn't answer the phone either. I wouldn't be that much of an a-hole. I'd still be aware, but I would probably try to make jokes and, fart on you and stuff like that and you know <laughs> rob do you want to take a break and go to your front door and make sure it's not open make sure you didn't leave it open tonight oh yeah let me go let me go check <laughs> yeah. real fast yeah <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm at all the way in this movie you know uh, in physical appearance and emotional and mental and yeah sorry laura you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pick me and carry me up carry me through most of this uh, experience you know <laughs> all yeah. right i'll yeah. be sean yeah <laughs> 
good. I like it. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So let's just get to our ratings. Let's get to our ratings now. So let's do one to five ratings. You can also do positive negatives of something you haven't really talked about. Uh, so let's do how many pints, how many pints you give in this movie. And if you want to get into what's in your cup, go for it. If it's a special drink or some type of, you know, zombified liquid or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. So let's do, uh, let's do Greg first one to five. How many pints you give in this movie? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give this movie four and a half pints. I think it is, I think it is so solid and I don't think there's much you could even do to, to improve it for what it's trying to do. I mean, I I feel like if, if there's one word that I could use to sum up the entire movie, it would probably be appreciation. I just feel like the script is incredibly thorough it's smart. You have to love the effort that was put into it. There's all these, we even talk about this, there's layers to the movie. Watching it a second time within the span of a couple of days was so enjoyable. There's always something to look at. It's so smart. It's fun. In a lot of ways, it actually reminds me of, the, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Clue, the old oh, yeah. movie mm-hmm. Clue. One of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's like that, you know, chock full of cheeky, quotable lines and moments. And in this movie, I feel like it's kind of a, a perfect example of how, you know, whether or not it's Oscar worthy, like, let's be real. It's kind of ridiculous and silly. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many he's he's calling everyone a cunt. <laughs> it's not going to win like Oscars, but you can't it's an exact, you know, you can't ignore that there was an excessive amount of, you know, meticulous thought and planning that was gone into every inch of it. So I just I appreciated the hell out of it as a as a movie watcher. So I'll give it four and a half. I'll say pints of moonshine because it's strong. <laughs> there isn't a, a single wasted drop. It's, you know, mm. just it's all effective. Dang. Moonshine pints. Wow. You're getting you're getting tore up. You are going to be a zombie. You're not going to wake yep. up. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, won't, you yeah. won't be surviving that. So no. yeah, you're going to have to you're going to have to use a raised energy drink in the morning to get back up. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get out of my days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Laura? How many 28 rays later? <laughs> Jeez, okay. I'm gonna keep doing it. Wow, <laughs> Laura, how many uh, how many pints are you give in this movie? What's in them? I'm giving this four point two five pints. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this movie is strong. It's great. I think I've been spending the last hour and a half listing all of my positives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really have a negative. The only reason this isn't a five is because horror and comedy are the two genres that I am the most picky with. I mean, I think I rate horror, you know, if you guys have told me this before, I'm kind of a hard ass and I'm the same with comedy because outside of my love for horror, I'm a comedy girl all the way. I love comedy. So, I mean, that's the only reason why this isn't a five because, you know, I have very high standards, but it's pretty fucking perfect. So yeah, Yeah. 4.25. Um, I'm going IPAs in all of my pints because that's my favorite. Yeah. It's, my favorite beer and mm-hmm. I think this movie's great. So is, is your 0.25 like a little shot glass? You're taking a shot of something too? <laughs> yeah. The 0.25 is all I have left in that fifth glass because I drank oh. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm right there of course with you guys. And, and one thing too, like about our ratings here, this is not like a, 
it's not like on a horror scale. Like we're yeah. not saying this is yeah. a four horror. and a half on like a horror scale. This is right. just like an overall movie. Yep. You know what I mean? So if anybody says anything or thinks that, of course, like, you know, being like whatever. Um, but I, I would say, I would say 4.5. I'd say four and a half. And I mean, like you, Laura, the only reason I'm not saying five is like, I wish there was like a little bit more like horror stuff in it. Like I said, I wish it was a little bit darker in moments. I wish it was a little bit scarier in moments, preferably in the beginning. Then I would be like, this might be like a perfect, like horror balanced movie. But I would say 4.5 pints uh, for me. I mean, I'm kind of like with you, Laura, this is something dark. You know, it's like a, you know, it's like a dark lager. It's like a freaking stout, you know, so it's just dark. It's dark and tasty and yummy and it goes down my throat and I freaking enjoy it and I want more of it. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 So I think that's it. I mean, with this, and like I said, when you have a rotten tomato rating of like 96%, I mean, it's, it's hard to find faults with anything in this movie, but I wanted to do something fun and light, you know, to begin the year more or less. And I think we definitely accomplished it. And I hope everybody listening, watch this, enjoyed it and have a good time because Laura's pick is next week. And I don't know what fucked up shit she's yeah, going to pick. It's, so. it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So. I had a feeling. I had a feeling I'm, I'm about that. I'm glad that you did yeah. that. I, really I had a feeling about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so speaking of that, you know, before Laura makes her decision, you know, remember we have conjecture choice coming up in a couple weeks now. So keep sending us what horror-ish movies you want us to conjecture. You can hit us up conjecturing pod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. So Laura, it's your choice now. What are we watching next week? Next week is going to be our 50th episode. Oh, wow. And I was like feeling the pressure and I didn't know which direction I wanted to go. And I decided that I wanted to do something that, you know, was in the 70s. So would be hitting mm-hmm. its 50th anniversary, maybe not in 2021, in this like next decade. Nice. Uh, so the movie that I have decided to see or to have us watch is one that I've never seen. And I have really wanted to see this, the original and the remake because I heard both are just insane. Mm-hmm. I hear it's very rough. So I actually, this might be very hard for me to watch, but we are going to be watching 1977's Italian supernatural mystery horror Suspiria. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Dang, that that had so many like sub horror genres mixed into it that I'm <laughs> yeah. super intrigued. Yeah. I hmm. I don't know if I'm not going to say what it's about because I did find out why it's supernatural. Hmm. It might be a spoiler. I honestly have no idea what the movie's about besides that. So I'm not going to tell you guys, but I can't wait to talk about it because I think it will be an interesting conversation of something that we haven't talked about before. Yeah, that's true. Is it in the Italian language? Is it this subtitled? is really interesting. This movie was made by so many different actors of different nationalities, and they had them each speak their own language. Hmm. So it's going to be for the English version, it's going to be partially dubbed in English, but some wow. of them are speaking English and then some of them are dubbed over with English. Wow, that's really that's interesting. fascinating. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I know I've never seen it. Greg, have you ever seen this one? No. No. Have you guys heard about it? I, I th- It sounds familiar. I've heard of it, uh, but I like you, Laura, I have no idea what it's about or anything like that. Um, but I know it's going to be darker than Shaun of the Dead, so I know Ooh, that. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have a definitely a different uh, a different decline, going from the the hijinks of farts in this movie to 
maybe somebody being decapitated or something like that. I don't know, but uh, probably going to regret this because I think it's going to be pretty gory. And did you see there was a remake too? I haven't. I don't know if I've heard. Yes, and I really want to watch the remake, but again, I wanted to stick with something that came out in the seventies since it's Mm -hmm. our fiftieth. Cool. uh, You know, episode fifty. I can't. I didn't even realize that. I know. Wow. Mm I know. I remember when we were just wee pups recording our yeah. first episode and <laughs> and then and then losing that episode and having to record again. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that on our anniversary show coming yeah. up in a couple weeks now. Um mm. yeah, so uh, so it's cool good pick Laura. Uh so that's it pretty much for the week here. We got something to look forward to next week. Uh so remember everybody out there subscribe, rate, review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on. And check out the other great shows on the Slash and Cast podcast network, SlashCast.net. So for the week here, this has been The Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah. So until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye. See you guys next week. Raise, raise, raise. That's it. That's our new outro now. Yeah. <laughs>